Hi, friends. Welcome back to Practicing Faith. I'm Nathan with Tucker. And today we're going to look at the book of Hebrews. Now, as far as the book of Hebrews goes, um, we don't exactly know who authored it. Paul usually says right at the very beginning that he authors his book, and it does have a little bit of a distinct style from Paul. It might be Paul. It might be somebody else. It's okay. What we do know is that it's really good. Basically, even though we don't know who he is writing to or who was writing, it was so good people kept passing it around. Kind of like a bootleg copy of some sweet concert. Like people just recorded it and they're like, this is really good. And so they kept passing it on and on and on. And therefore, that's how it gets canonized in our scripture is that it has some really rich teachings, particularly about the, the Savior Jesus Christ and what he can do for us. And this author, right from the very beginning, their, their thesis, their intent is to convince us to trust in Jesus more. Right from the very beginning, he talks about the variety of ways that God has spoken to us anciently. But in chapter 1, verse 3, he, he talks about how Jesus is this manifestation of uh, God. It, it, if you think about those old analogies here is saying that Jesus is to God as sunlight is to sun. He's saying that Jesus is that, that very reflection and radiance and goodness of God. And then the guy's just going to set out, I don't know if it's a guy, maybe it's a girl, uh, that the author of this book is going to set out to try and get us to trust more fully and more completely in this being of light and glory and goodness. And to me, that's really hopeful. And so, Tucker, as you went through some of these opening chapters here in Hebrews, was there any lines or phrases that stood out to you or you found particularly useful in like practicing, practicing faith or in practical faith or living faith or trusting Jesus more? Oh, what jumped out to you here? Yeah, right on. Um, I just saw this theme coming up, which isn't hard to see as you read Hebrews 1 through 6, that it keeps coming back to this idea of rest of the Lord's rest and entering into his rest instead of living life from a place of fear, a place of, you know, stress, trying to like please God and not being enough. I just saw this repeated phrase, hey, just trust God, trust in Christ and enter into his rest. And uh, I that resonates with me a lot, Nate, having spent a lot of my life not in his rest, I would say, like just striving and grinding and just trying so hard to please God and feeling like I'm not doing it. Uh, that's been a big chunk of my life. And so I really appreciate uh, the instruction that we get here. Let me read a, a few verses. Um, chapter four says, for which we, for which we, for we, which have believed do enter into rest. Um, and then skipping over to verses 9 through 11, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Um, and it's just, you know, that's referring to the Sabbath day and such, but um, it's suggesting that we place our trust in God rather than our trust in us and just repeats this over and over again. And Nate, for me, when I live life that way, 
like it it's just way better let me give an example so uh recently i was talking to a student of mine and this student mentioned something that i had taught and they had gone home and shared it with their parent and their parent did not like this thing that i had taught and when uh in fact they said my mom hated what you taught about this <laughs> And I'm a people pleaser, Nate, like down to the core of my natural man, like my natural personality that I came to this world with or that I developed in my early years. Who knows? Nature and nurture, right? Uh, I want to please people and it causes me fear and pain when I feel like I have displeased someone, which, man, that personality has caused me a lot of stress. <laughs> Um, but when this student said, my mom hated what you taught about this. And then I said, well, what did she hate about it? And the student repeated back what I had taught. And I was like, oh, but I feel like that's totally true. Like <laughs> what, what I had taught. And, and I feel like that's completely what Jesus was saying in the gospels. And I had this moment of I could feel the fear in me, like this tightening of like, oh, no, somebody doesn't like me or like what I said. And then I was able to like sit back and and be like, oh, that's that's the natural man in me. That is uh, my personality. That is not God. That is not the spirit. And that is not causing rest and peace in me. So I can I can let that go. And I can enter into his rest and just trust that God's going to take care of um, whatever it is moving forward instead of like frantically letting it ruin my day and maybe my week thinking there's a parent out there that hates what I taught. Um, I was able to just practice inwardly, relaxing, releasing, trusting God and being like, um, oh, this is. This is how I practice following uh, Christ is just allowing people to come from different places, allowing them to think differently and just uh, reconnecting to his rest rather than trying to create rest by controlling the world around me and other people's way of thinking and being. Does that make sense, Nate? It 100%. And, and I love that it's right there in the scriptures, but I've, we've just missed it in many ways. Like what he is offering is what if your normal life was a vacation? What if you didn't have to look forward so much to the weekend or to a cruise or to, to some sort of freedom from the bondage of regular life when he's saying right now, every day, your Tuesday in your regular job with your regular family can be liberating. And the path to this liberation or to this freedom is to let go of these natural tendencies of fear. And he, he uses the phrase in there of, of hardening your heart. I think so often we think of hardening your hearts as being stubborn. But I think honestly, hardening our hearts has a lot to do with we feel a fear and then we want to protect ourselves. And so like we put up walls and we don't want to change and we become stiff and rigid and the invitation here says, says something very different where it's faith, it's trusting, it's opening, and, and it's uh, allowing some of this pain to come in and to go out without any like resistance or barriers or fighting or trying to overcome it. In fact, in that same chapter, in chapter four, verse 11, he says, 
let us labor to enter the rest. And, and I think automatically most of us are like, labor, yeah, like I got that down. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be good. I'm going to make sure everybody likes me and the weather is always sunny and life is good. Like I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. But then later on, he he tells us the portal way by which we labor, and it's not what we're thinking. If we go down there in chapter four, um, he talks about verse 14, that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, meaning Jesus, the portal by which he came into heaven is he entered fully into suffering and death, and he let it pass through him. And then he was raised up to God, right? We have not a high priest in verse 15 that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Other, other um, versions say we have a high priest in Jesus. We, we do not have a high priest in Jesus who is unable to empathize with our weakness. But we have one who has been tempted in every way as we are. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence that we may receive and find grace to help us in our time of need. So the, the labor, as I'm seeing it, and, and you can talk me through here, this here, Tucker, is that, that we trust that we have a divine being, a creator God, one who moved this earth and was able to enter into the very essence of death and suffering, and it didn't touch him. He walked out holding the keys of death and hell, and it's by trusting that. It's, that's the portal by which we are able to enter into rest. And suddenly, like the, the fact that people don't like us or we screwed up, sometimes we really are wrong. Tucker isn't wrong. The other people are wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Touche, touche. No, no, no. I'm totally teasing. Like, that is not, not a touche. That's not a touche. Um, but, but like, I sometimes really do do it wrong. And it, it eats at me and I, it sticks with me. I was like, oh, I botched that. Um, and I want to protect myself. But the portal by which we enter here is like, we just accept that. We accept that our personality wants to please people or we got a harsh temper. We accept that. And then we trust that Jesus can help us. And we let go of trying to defend ourselves and build, dig a trench right here and say, this is the wall on pond on which I'm going to die. Instead, we can trust this high priest that has been tempted in every way we are tempted. And we can do that work to mentally trust him, to physically relax and to let go of some of these emotions. And then we're just living life instead of, I don't know, dealing with fake life in our minds or our natural minds, man's emotional reaction to it. We're just free to live with people and experience people and experiences and things. Sorry, I, I think that was a, a bit longer of a, a time where I was talking, but any thoughts or reactions to that? Yeah, I really just think that what you described here is how Jesus lived. Like the labor that Jesus performed wasn't trying to live up to all these rules that were surrounding him in this Jewish setting that he was in. The labor that he seemed to perform was to like allow life to come at him, allow life to spontaneously arrive, arise, things that looked positive and things that looked negative. And to just accept it and surrender to what's in front of him without this defensive wall going up in his heart, right? Without the fear seizing him, but just trusting through it, letting it pass through him. You know, we've used this example in the past, but, you know, when the guards come to take him away um, after Gethsemane and you see, you can sense Peter's wall come up in his heart and he takes the sword and chops off the servant's ear, 
And, you know, one of Jesus's others, other followers flees at this point. And Jesus isn't doing that fight or flight work. His labor is to just face it, accept it, surrender to it, not let that inner wall, inner defensiveness harden, not let his heart harden, but just stay open and stay present in the moment. And man, it's a different way to live. It's something that I'm trying to practice every day. But what I always find on the other side of staying open and trusting God is peace. And I'm not carrying around these fears and these grudges like I used to. I still do it. I'm not saying I've arrived anywhere, but I still I, I find once I discover those, I'm like, oh, I'm holding on to something. I've hardened somewhere. Then I just kind of open up my heart and I I relax and I release and I seek to enter into his rest and come into the present moment. And can I share a cross-reference, Nate, from the Book of Mormon that I just love? Uh, Marone, I, I should wait for your permission. Can I do that, Nate? Dude, you, you got a, a, a green card, whatever that's called, the green flag. I have a green card? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a race when they ra wave the green flag. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll Open take permission green... all the time. Yeah, but that's good news that I also have a green card. I will take <laughs> the flag, the card, the light, anything green you give me, I will take. The the, the money, the green paper, all of okay. it. Okay, we'll take. I accept, fully accepting. Okay. Moroni chapter 7. Uh, he's quoting Mormon here. Listen to how he describes the Lord's rest. Wherefore, I would speak unto you that are of the church, that are the peaceable followers of Christ. I just love that phrase, uh, I, but I, I'll keep going. And that have obtained a sufficient hope by which you can enter into the rest of the Lord from this time henceforth until you shall rest with him in heaven. I just love what Mormon is saying here. Like the rest of the Lord is immediately available at this time. If we will not harden our hearts, if we can open instead of run or fight and just start to live in this way that Jesus lived of letting things flow through us, flow to us, surrender to it. Um, then he says in the next verse, and now my brethren, I judge these things of you because of your peaceable walk with the children of men. That is what I've found um, when I am able to practice this. When the times I fail, I feel like I'm carrying around fear, stress, difficulty with me. But the times when I'm able to like open and relax and release into it uh, and surrender, it's just a peaceable walk. Like you say, Tuesday is like the best day ever. I'm not looking forward to these moments in my life so I can be happy at some other time. Right here, right now, presence rises and heaven rises inside. And life is just sweet. And um, I just want to practice this more and more so I can enter into that rest um, more constantly and consistently in my life. Let me say one more thing and we'll jump into a practice here. I think when we find that we are restful, that allows us to act as a peaceable follower. It's that state of rest that opens up uh, us to be creators. We see this in sports all the time. When you're tight, when you're fearful, you choke. You will clank that um, 
that you'll brick it off the back of the 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 hoop and it won't go in the free throw there. Like Rory McIlroy goes to the FedEx Cup last year, and neither of us are big golfers. You're a bigger golfer than I am, but um, he he triple bogeys the first hole, and then um, something like double bogeys the second hole. I'm not remembering. It was just a bogey the second hole. So he's like in two holes is like ten shots behind, and then it doesn't matter. And so he kind of like he could have just got angry and tense, but since it didn't matter, he just relaxed and ended up winning the whole thing on the last hole is a crazy comeback just last year. And I think that's what it's talking about here is like discipleship becomes a state of flow. It becomes a state of rest, a state of ease. You're able to deal with your children when they're not that great because you're not that afraid anymore. And you're not coming from that state. You're able to deal with difficult individuals. You're able to deal with your own temptations better from a state of rest and flow. It allows you to be a peaceable follower and a conscious creator um, because it's not about you anymore. Jesus has got your back. He's felt what you felt. He's already resurrected. You're good. So yes, you're going to screw up. You're going to absolutely botch it. So what? Let's try again and let's keep going. And it opens up so many possibilities for the richness of this life. And I really do think that's what, as we begin to practice this act of faith, it can do for us. Anything else to say before we we try and practice this idea of uh, using Jesus as a portal into this rest? Yeah, just, I love that example from, was that the Masters? I didn't keep up on it. Oh, is that the FedEx Cup, oh, the, the, FedEx the final Cup. championship, yeah. Cool. So uh, just listen to this verse again and listen to that, that dynamic. For he that has entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works. So. Golf is this, gospel. That's what I'm saying right there. <laughs> I'll have to go practice the gospel more. Practicing faith on the course, I guess. But it's that very thing is that I think we all get to this point. Man, I sure did several years ago where I was just like, I cannot get myself into a heavenly state. Like I've tried this. I've tried reading my scriptures so long and so hard. I can have good experiences along the way, but I'm just not changing the way I want to change. But when I kind of give up my reliance on my own works and enter into his rest, like God starts transforming things and starts getting into my inner house and like remodeling. And, and I've felt more change and transformation in the last few years since I stopped trying to do it myself than I have the whole rest of my life combined of 30 something, maybe 40 plus years of trying to change myself. Um, but in this state of rest, God just does the changing. So who doesn't want that? We want that. That Like, that's the good news of the gospel. That is the good news, isn't it? So should we do a, a ready for a practice, Nate? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. So we'll just invite everybody listening to just settle in and get in a comfortable position so you can be just fully present here in this moment, not be distracted by anything else around you. And let's just close your eyes if you have the chance to do that. And let's take three or four deep breaths. 
And as you take these deep breaths, we're going to invite rest into our physical bodies. So breathe in deeply, notice the sensation, maybe even breathe from your stomach and then into your chest. So it's a really nice and deep breath. Notice the sensation of breathing. And as you breathe out, just allow yourself to rest completely. Let go of any tension, any stress. Continue to take these deep breaths. And if you find any tense places in your body, maybe your shoulders, your chest, your face, your neck, your legs, just release that tension, relax into it. And notice as, the, as you enter into a restful state, you'll start to become more present in your body. You may feel just tingling sensations in your hands, in your face. And if you can, just allow yourself to relax every part of your body. If you're not able to feel the inner part of your body or that relaxation, that tingling, that aliveness in your body, just focus on that part of your body that you're not feeling connected to and relax and rest. And see if with this next deep breath that you take, you breathe into your whole body, hold it for a moment and see if you can just be present with those sensations of life in your whole body all at once and release the breath, relaxing fully. And now that we've kind of entered into a deeper state of physical rest, turn your attention to your mind, your thoughts, and just notice them. Notice, are you in a state of rest in your mind or is there agitation is there nervousness is there fear is there something that seems to be driving your mind and just notice it we're not going to fight it or run from it but just notice the state of your mind and accept it as it is and notice that as you extend that acceptance to your mind and notice your mind release and rest and become more relaxed as well. And so we've sought to deepen the rest of our body, deepen the rest of our mind. And now let's just take a moment to rest in spirit, in our true selves and allow any sensations of rest rising from spirit to enter into our body, enter into our mind, and let rest replace any agitation, any stress, any difficulty. And as fears and thoughts come up and stress comes up, as it 
obviously will. This may just be your body saying, hey, we've got some unresolved things that we need to let go of. Just go ahead and allow it to pass through you and bring yourself back to a state of rest. Remember this phrase from Christ, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And if something laborious or some heavy burden starts to rise up, allow it to rise, pass through you, maybe even relax the region around your heart breathe through it, and come back to rest. Paul says, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Allow yourself just to rest in this peace and continue letting go of anything that wants to pull you out of the rest. And if you'd like to continue this practice, feel free to pause. But we'll wrap it up now and you can open your eyes and recenter on the world around you. It's a simple practice of how we can just actively practice faith by entering into the Lord's rest with your body, with your mind, and reconnect to spirit. Nate, any words from you, words of wisdom to wrap us up with? Hey, we're just really happy you're here. And, and for, for Tucker and I, these are practices that really have drawn us closer to our Father in heaven and to Jesus Christ and have, have helped us connect to Scripture in meaningful ways and see them in fresh ways. So we're, we're hopeful for for you. We're excited for you for this week. And we, we look forward to you practicing faith. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>